Hello and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. You can like us on Facebook, Locked on Women's Basketball, and go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast listen of choice. Uh, very excited to have on the show today a multi-talented jack-of-all-trades and master of many, uh, Northwestern forward Nia Coffey. Nia, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. place I'd love to start is just to talk about some of your earliest basketball memories. You, you come from such a basketball family. For those who don't know, uh, your father was a star at Minnesota, played uh, briefly in the NBA. Uh, you have a sister who played at Marist and a brother who's playing right now and much like yourself, uh, excelling with double figures, averaging scoring as a freshman. Uh, what are your earliest memories when you sort of think back to what basketball was for you at the very start? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my sister and brother, they started from the get-go, and it took me a while to jump in with them. I actually ran track from a young age, um, but then I remember the day I made the switch, and I remember how happy my parents were and just the smile on their faces that I decided to play basketball, so that's definitely one of the ones that stick out for me. Yeah, and I've read about this, that you talked about it was almost as if everyone else in the family was playing basketball. Did you view track as almost a way to stand out for yourself at that time, you think? Um, I feel like I just, I played so many different sports as at a young age, but I was just the best at track. So I think I just tried to continue with what I was best at. Um, but then I did feel like I was the odd man out and I wanted to be more just uh, involved with my brother and sister. So I feel like that's definitely why I made the, the trade. So <laughs> Now, once you did so, uh, it, it seems like you were able to pick up skills across the board. I, I couldn't help but notice that in every statistical category, there were a lot of parallels between the numbers you put up and even the numbers that your father put up. Your father was really this multi-talented player. Has it always been that way for you as well? Have you always found that you can rebound, but also you can dish the ball, that you're able to score in bunches, but you're also able to get your teammates involved? Actually, no. <laughs> that took a lot of time to develop and just learn the game overall. I feel like it took me a little bit longer to just understand the different aspects of the game. But once I started to grasp that, I understood uh, the importance of all these different elements and how combining these together just can help a team overall. So it definitely took me a while to understand that. But I feel like my dad, from day one, he's always told me about the importance of rebounding and just how it can just add to the overall level of your game. So I feel like uh, he told me, since it takes a lot of heart and effort, like I always wanted to be there and just prove that I could um, have that same level of heart and effort that he put forth when he was playing. So I feel like that's kind of what I started to focus on in the beginning. Then I started to add those different other aspects to my game as I started to uh, move forward. So in your mind, when you think of yourself as a player, you're a glue person first and then the scoring is just sort of over and above. For sure, for sure. I like to focus on what my team needs for me, and I, I believe that starts on the defensive end, and that starts with rebounding. And then locking those two in, those other things will just fall into play. Yeah, well, they, they certainly have. Uh, when you made that decision uh, to go to Northwestern, again, it, it's 
uh, deviating from the path a little bit of, of your father and, of course, now your brother subsequent to you. Uh, what was the decision-making process and what was it about Northwestern that really jumped out uh, for you as a destination? Um, when I was looking at schools, I wanted to make sure that it had a certain level of academics and uh, basketball. I understand that basketball isn't forever, so I really wanted to make sure that wherever I went, I would have um, you know, a great academic background. And then Northwestern, it specifically jumped out to me just because it had uh, the academics they had. I saw their program and it had so much potential and I saw these pieces coming together and I would love to be a part of a, a program that is building its culture. Um, and then I felt so comfortable with people and I felt um, that overall that I would develop into the person and the player that I would want to be by going to the school. So that's why I ultimately made the decision to come here. Now, your mother has uh, a journalism background, and obviously mm-hmm. uh, that is significant at Northwestern as well. Have you considered that as a possibility for yourself uh, once basketball is complete? Not journalism, but I do think that my mom, um, she has helped me in that aspect of my life. I just remember as a young kid, like she would make me write these different, she would make all of uh, us write uh, these different book reports and stuff like that, uh, just like during the summer and stuff. And I do believe that she helped me develop my writing skills. And with my major, it it involves a lot of presentations and group work and writing. And just the way my writing has developed over time, I just feel a lot more, uh, just a sense of confidence with it. And I think that's definitely because of my mom. Do you, do you remember a particular book report or a particular book that stood out to you that you were able to read over the summers? Um, well, she always made us do uh, someone that, um, like an athlete that we look up to mm-hmm. or someone that was like in politics or someone that had like a, a, a big, um, you know, a role in history. And I just, I remember my favorite was writing about Serena Williams. And then um, I remember I also wrote about Malcolm X. And I don't know why I remember those two, but for some reason, those are the two that um, stick out to me. Well, pretty, pretty memorable people. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so the major, correct me if I'm wrong, it's learning and organizational change. What, yes. what How do you see that as a pathway? Uh, and, and we'll get into the best ball pathway that you have ahead of you, but what is that a pathway to in your mind moving mm-hmm. beyond basketball itself? Um, what really stuck out to me from this major is that it, I would say um, it's business, but they incorporate different learning and social sciences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just really focuses on like the change and like how organizations are constantly changing. And um, a lot of people go into consulting with that. And I love to like, solve problems and like try to make something better and just improve an overall system so I'm interested in consulting I'm not sure what type of consulting but I'm still doing my research on that so 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 to your mind the WNBA is there but it's there as not only a potential destination for you to play in but also as a client oh for sure <laughs> what I, I do you pay attention on the business side to what the WNBA is and is trying to be um, so I actually started to look more into that um, um, last spring, mm-hmm. and I'm still looking into it now, and I still want to learn more. But I did an internship for the Chicago Sky in the sponsorship department, mm-hmm. and I actually was able to put my hands in, like, different uh, departments. Um, but I was just able to see the more uh, the 
business side and just the more operational side of things from that team. So that definitely sparked my interest. And I, I'm still wanting to do more research and getting more experience from that. So I, I'm still looking into that. That's really interesting. Did you come away from that experience with a greater interest in playing in the league? Or has that always been, I know, you know, you go across your Twitter followers and some of the biggest names in the game of uh, women's professional basketball are among those that you follow. Is this been a dream of yours for some time or did that really spark it in a more fundamental way? Um, it definitely sparked it. Um, I think coming into college, I didn't think I wanted to play professionally, but after seeing like uh, the level of passion and dedication that you have, like I just fell in love with the sport. And after my freshman year, I really understood that, yes, this is something I want to do. And just after working for the Chicago CIA, that just even, you know, made me want to do it even more. So it definitely sparked my interest. The skills you would bring to bear on a WNBA team, it, it seems particularly well-suited for the direction the lead is going, the lead being more of a positionless lead. When you think of the way in which you would fit in potentially on a WNBA roster, do you think of yourself as fundamentally a three, as uh, someone who can swing between the two and the four? How, how do you think you fit in on a WNBA roster? Um, I feel like that uh, it would be very different on uh, a particular team, mm -hmm. but I think since I have such a versatile game that I will be able to fit in somewhere, but whatever the coach needs me to do, I'm going to do it. I don't care what that is, um, but I see myself more as like a three or a four mm -hmm. um, and just using my size um, just to either, you know, uh, either help me in the post and like, help my quickness move past people in the post or just um, being able to like post up smaller guards or players. So it's just whatever uh, like the coach needs me to do and whatever I can do to help the team. Well, and look, that's certainly what you've been doing at Northwestern. And I'm curious about a few ways in which your game has managed to grow uh, this year, which is no small feat considering how effective you were from the moment you arrived on campus. But your uh, effective field goal percentage has gone up. It's the uh, highest of your career, just over 50% this year. Are you getting better shots? And if so, how are you getting better shots? Um, I feel like I'm taking better uh, shots in the standpoint that they are just better opportunities. Um, I feel like it's definitely um, with uh, the addition of Coach Sides to this team, mm -hmm. she has helped me with my IQ of the game, understanding what are good shots, what are bad shots, how to like either create or just let the game come to me. But she's definitely helped me with just being more patient and understanding where my best opportunities are coming and then when to take advantage of those. And I mean, she came from uh, a staff with Pokey Chapman that uh, did not lack for uh, effective offensive work uh, on, a, on a yearly basis. W were you the one who recruited Coach Sides to come to Northwestern? <laughs> that um, sky connection? <laughs> no, I didn't recruit her, but when she was on her interview, I definitely was, I was, I was rooting for her, so I'm really glad she's here. Understood. And, and you talked about rebounding as the core of your identity as a player. What's interesting to me is that you came in and were immediately an effective rebounder, uh, over eight per game, but you're at 12.2 per game this year. That's a jump even over last season, uh, an mm -hmm. All-America season for you. What do you account for the difference? What's allowed you to find that next level? Um, I definitely do feel like my 
days are numbered here. So I understand that um, each game is closer to the end of my college career. So I always try my hardest and my hearts, even if I'm tired, I'm going to try as hard as I can. And then I also understand um, just different shots, like where the ball might fall or what angle it might go off. So I'm starting to pay attention to that a little bit more. And I feel like that has helped me a lot. And it hasn't in any way detracted from your shooting, the effort there as well, but neither has it uh, eliminated your ability to find teammates. You, your assist rate is actually up to 3.6 per game, uh, where it was at 2.1 last year. It's always been a part of your game, but what are you seeing that's different this year that's allowing you to find your teammates even more than before? Mm-hmm. I definitely do feel um, that the lane is a little bit more open, so it's allowing me to drive a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I know that's going to attract either a help side or like a strong side uh, corner defender. And I'm always looking for my shooters in the corner or on the wing, or I'm always looking for that dump down to the net, to the post next to me. Um, I just know that I'm going to cause a lot of attention and I just want to make sure to uh, make the smartest play out of it so we could have the best advantage. And I'm always looking for my teammates. So I feel like this year um, just having the lane a little bit more open has helped me a lot with that. Yeah, it makes sense, and it, it's, of course, been wonderful to watch. I, I wonder how much the struggles you guys had last year, especially down the stretch, play a part in your thinking about your days being numbered, the way in which you uh, are looking to uh, leave your legacy at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely do feel like we have a better overall sense of understanding that we are going to fail at times, but we can't let it get us down um, just because it's going to move so fast and we don't have time to to have like throw a pity party, just sulk. We have we need to make sure that we are learning from those mistakes. So it's not wasted. It's not a wasted experience. We need to make sure that we are growing and learning together. And so that propels us forward for the next game or for for our next practice. So we just want to make sure that we have an overall sense of just um community and just making sure that we're staying together as a team just understanding that we have the capabilities of being a great team but we just have to make sure that we don't get too high about our highs or lows about our lows so but the flip side of that i guess is you have those early wins against florida uh to be able to beat virginia you know an acc team out of conference was that more important after the way last year ended to be able to get those those kinds of wins as confidence builders um Yes and no. Um, I guess for our younger girls, I I like to see just to to see how like yes, like we are capable or yes, we are able to play at this level. But on the no side, I feel like that should be expected and that shouldn't be like just you know oh we got lucky. No, that should be our normal. That should be something that we expect from ourselves and we set the bar and this is where we're going to play. So. Um, it's great for like our girls to understand what we're capable of, but now we need to expect that every day. And now we need to understand that we can play and compete with these top teams in the nation and that um, if we play together and we follow our systems and we do what we need to do, that we could be among one of those teams. Do you have a Big Ten opponent in your mind that will be that type of measuring stick in the same way that you're talking about some of these big non-conference uh, opponents you had early on? Honestly, that's everyone in the Big Ten. I just feel like, you know, it's – I love this conference just because you just – you never know. Like, everyone is uh, is a competitive team, and you just never know what's going to happen. And 
we as a team we always like to treat every team the same that they are a threat to us and that we have to make sure that we need to take care of business and we need to do what we uh can to come out on top so we always like to just keep everyone at the same level um and we never try to either underestimate or overestimate anyone how much are you watching the other big 10 teams during this non-conference period both as uh potentially to scout it down the line but also just as a basketball fan uh potentially rooting for your fellow big 10 uh teams not just because of an affinity not just because you're both in the big 10 but also because mm-hmm. it could potentially help your profile come tournament time um, well, I just, I just love watching basketball and I love supporting women and I just like to see women being successful, especially, um, in the same field that I am. So I just love watching, uh, just different games, but I'm just looking at like how, you know, different teams are playing or what, what, like what, how they play together, what they do and just stuff like that. And it's so interesting to see different teams playing, um, you know, these other teams from different conferences, like these top teams, like it's just great to see. And I just love watching. It's very entertaining. But I just love how to see just how different teams are evolving as well as us. And, you know, to see what, you know, what their journey is so far. And just, um, you know, it's just good to, it, it just helps to watch basketball just for an IQ level and just to help over, to understand the overall game. So even beyond the, the Big Ten and, and women's college hoops, how regularly are you watching the WNBA uh, over the last year or two? Um. I started to watch more my uh, sophomore year because um, I understand I understood that you know it was something I was interested in, so I wanted to understand more about it. And then actually, I started watching a lot more um, this past year. I had WNBA league pass. You know, I tried to watch as much as I could or get to games at the Chicago Sky um, just to see what the level of play was. Um, you know, the, just the different roles of people on the team, like to see these different you know, living legends play and just stuff like that. I just feel like it was just so interesting just to see that different um, level of um, of play and just understanding how the WNBA works and just, just all that stuff. It was just so intriguing to me. So I definitely started to watch a lot more once I understood that, you know, um, it was definitely a possibility that I wanted to pursue. See, I think that's so interesting because it lines up actually with the period of time in your career where you started taking a lot more threes. Are are the two related? Because, you know, obviously when you look at what the threes and the fours are at the WNBA level now, Mm -hmm. the three-point shot is a significant part of that. Do you you view that as as something really significant that you want and need to bring to the next level? I never connected the two, but I do understand that um, I try to be as versatile as possible. Uh, whether that's like the inside game, the mid-range, the outside game, like I just want to make sure that I have a piece of each so that I can fit into like whatever system, you know, is there or just helps to overall help my game. So, you know, you can't just like play me one way because then I'll just try to, I'll go to a different uh, aspect of the game. So I just try to do as much as I can. So it just, it makes me a very competitive player. What is that next skill for you when you think about, and, and it seems sort of silly to ask you this question because you do everything on the court <laughs> right now, but what is that next skill? Is it getting your three-point percentage, you're up around 30% this year? Is it getting that closer to 35, 40? What is it in your mind uh, that is that specific goal for you? Um, uh, there, I have a lot. 
but I definitely do want to improve as just an overall defender. Um, I understand that um, being a good defensive player is so important, and it just adds to your competitive advantage. Um, I want to be a more consistent three-point shooter, yes, but I want to be smarter about it. I want to understand, you know, uh, when is a good time, when is a bad time to take, you know, a three or, you know, it just depends on the game. I just want to help just overall my IQ with that. And I want to become just a more just um, effective mid-range shooter and just free throw shooter. Like it, there's so many, but I just want to make sure that I'm a, as effective as possible. And I think that has to do a lot with just my IQ and understanding the game and just when and when not to take those certain, um, those certain opportunities. Well, it's been a wonderful evolution to watch. When you think of your team overall, is this an NCAA tournament team in your mind? 100%. Well, listen, I, I, I am certainly hopeful and optimistic about it as well because the country deserves to see you play. And uh, I, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with us. Nina. Anything else that's been on your mind? I just don't want us to be limited by what I'm asking you. Um. Not particularly, but uh, thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and enjoy that winter break. I'm, I'm very <laughs> jealous. Uh, th- <laughs> thank th- you. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners, as always. Uh, reminder that you can follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnWBB. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook, Locked On Women's Basketball. And go ahead and subscribe via iTunes or your podcast listen of choice so that every time a show appears, you make sure you get it immediately on your device. Uh, I am Howard Meddahl wishing you a wonderful day.